<laughs> Welcome to Raw Pod, episode one. Um, I'm Tommy, and I'm joined with my brother, yes. Tolu. Yes. Um, otherwise known as Big Lou. Otherwise known as Big Lou. You get me? Otherwise known as Big Lou. Otherwise known as the guy of all talents, the GOAT. You feel Come me? on. Yeah, man. What are you saying? Where are you, where are you right now? You know where I'm at, man. I'm in my apartment in Nottingham. Got training yeah. at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. to 10. Wake up tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. You get me? Slaving away, bro. Listen, man, that's all we can do in this life, bro. Slave away until you're a master, innit? Uh, yeah, but like, I feel, yeah, to a certain degree, especially definitely with the society that we live in. Obviously, with, with my experiences with work this week, because literally I've lost my job today, as you know. Um, it's mad, like, because obviously, what are you talking about, bro? Everything, life, I'm getting questions in it. So I might, if you hear me with a random question, interrupt you, it means. Yeah, something. come on, yeah, do your thing, bro. Yeah. Literally. Bro, we're talking about everything. This is the raw pod. It's this real. is the raw, real, relatable, raw. raw. Come we're on. talking about guys losing their jobs in the middle of Corona. After getting a second job in the middle of Corona, bro, that's what we're moving. Literally, from. yeah. <laughs> that I lost my job and found the job the day after, and I've lost it again. And you know me, bro. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Explain real quick why you lost the second job. Because um, I was basically told to do my job in an illegal and unsafe manner. Got electrocuted, had a near death experience, and continued to slave away, like the rat in the rat race that I was how, how how can you get electrocuted at work and if they basically tell you it was your fault bro they they pin full liability on me but that's that that's you we both know bruv in the society that we're living everything is based on money these are I'm just a number you know to what? these lot you know what it served us right bro it actually does yeah. serve us right no, I'm, not you deserve, I'm not saying at all that you deserve to get electrocuted at all innit? no but when we live in a system where we're basically saying we're relying on people to do everything for us. When something actually happens, it's our responsibility. Of course, men are going to turn around and say, you know what, you should have known better. Yeah, no, of course. But like, bro, even that, that morning on my Instagram, yeah, I reposted one story on my Instagram and it was a quote mm. from a philosopher and it was, the death of a giant ego is the birth of a great light. And bro, when I got that electrocution, I had an out-of-body experience whilst this electric was holding on to me. Bro. It was like for three, four seconds. Bro, I had a lifetime to think. There was a massive light between my two hands. And there is my ego going to do a work, going to do jobs that I don't enjoy purely for money. That's egotistical. And I feel like that was like, in layman's terms, the death of my ego. And obviously it was a birth of a great light because it not only did it spark inner sort of... um like my what I wanted to do I was like no like I can't be doing this anymore like I'm right. not I mean see you call it ego but realistically that's all learned behaviour because you get taught let's be real because obviously yeah. a lot of people won't know who you are listening but you're a brother who finished school finished sixth form started modelling and then you started working you went straight into the world of work innit? yeah yeah literally not yeah. and this is just something I can say from going to school with you not once did the teacher ever say to us in school yeah when you lot finish school like, and, and bearing in mind, we were top set for everything. We were in the yeah. top classes getting good grades for everything. Not yeah. what the teacher ever say to a man in school, when you grow up, you wonder you're going to be a good 
owner of a company. Well, one yeah, day, or you're going to have entrepreneurship, exactly. or you're going to learn how to control this. Right. Or you're gonna... I can tell you a million different teachers that said to me in school, yeah, one day you're going to be a good worker. Like You're going to have you're gonna yeah. have a good job. You're... So, of course, when you've grown up now... You're going to be a good slave to the system. Exactly. You know? So, I'm not, so that's what I'm saying. Isn't it? it serves us right for not knowing any better any sooner. Isn't it? But... but can you blame us, bro? Like, we've been fed this information. We've been limited subconsciously from time through primary school, secondary school, after, even after this. Mm. We've been limited. We've been told that we can only access a certain percent of our brain. We've been told that we can go to sixth form, go to uni and work for someone else. As you said, we never was taught entrepreneurship. We was never taught to follow what makes us happy. We was never taught to, to do what makes us fulfilled. We was taught to be like stuck in the fucking matrix and <clears throat> be in this rat race and, and chase money and yeah, get a mortgage and do this and do that the same as everyone else. Because what's going on, Sylvester? Because that's just how it how it is, bro. And it's fucking shit. I mean, it's like Steve. At the end of the day, and we say that, cool, we're stuck in the matrix. But again, like I remember, we this is something that we've had a basic conversation about recently. And there's a difference between being stuck in it, being aware of being stuck in it, and then actually doing something about it. Yeah, yeah. Because some people are, are 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 conscious and acknowledge that they're part of it, but they're cool with it. Exactly that. That's fine. But the question but, is, how can you truly, well and truly be cool with living a life that majority of the things that you're living have been dictated to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without, are you, that's are like, you bro, really cool with that or have you just learned to be cool with that? You know what I'm that's saying? That's bro. That's like the social dilemma thing on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. If anyone's watching right now, there's only got five people whatever. If you haven't seen the social dilemma on Netflix, watch it. Check that out. Check that Watch it. If you haven't got bro. Netflix, let me know we can do this piracy thing. <laughs> and, bro, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and that's bro that's one of the reasons why i didn't even want a visual to this podcast why i don't why we're not going to have visuals because people are already glued to a screen it's different it's one thing listening to something but you lot everyone myself included have been so controlled by these things around yo you know what i think i've just been sent a, a nice little figure from Hopefully, what will be our first guest, Coach Mike Faber. Shout out, Coach Mike, man. That yeah. right there, if you want to talk about someone who's just refused to live in the Matrix, that guy right there, like, so, he, all right, cool. So, Coach Mike, he was my coach when I was in States, or assistant yeah. coach when I was in States. But what I tell you, this guy, he has, from when I met him, I've seen him go on, like, four or five, maybe even six different business ventures, Pattern. including a foundation for dealing with victims of abuse, Okay, um, just just basic things working in the community. So, Coach Max a G, bro. He, this he's he's more than a G, isn't it? and the reason I say yeah. more than a G is because he's been through the gutter too. You know what I'm saying? He's been yeah, 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 yeah. My funky spawn. He's been through the system. He's seen a lot of things that the average person would see and give up. Like, even, okay. I remember him telling me about when he worked. Um, he worked in a prison, but he worked like with mental. I don't even know the politically correct way to say this, but let's just say crazy people that are in prison systems. Okay, okay. <laughs> and yeah, what yeah. guys has gone to him, he's like, yeah, uh, I need you to give me some meds because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing voices in my head. Like, oh, like the Bronson. Yeah, he's like, he's like, people are speaking to me. I'm, I'm hearing voices in my head. And Coach Mike has turned around to this guy in the prison and said to him, yo, I know you're not crazy because crazy people don't think their voices. They just think people are talking to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 and yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, once you can meet, once you get to log in with people like that who can pick out, be small little psychological exactly. kind of loopholes. Because at the end of the day, to the average person, if someone says that they hear voices in their head or if someone says someone's speaking to them, 
in their head, you're thinking they, they, this person they think that's voices. Yeah. It takes a real person to acknowledge to a crazy person, those aren't just voices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's actually someone in that person's head telling them yeah. to do things as to do things, that they yeah. have control of. You General know? illness, bro. And I, yeah, and I respect people like that. As much as Coach Mike hates me, shout out to Coach Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's got to get big up for that. My life much- Josiah said, <laughs> Josiah said, bun the matrix. Josiah, 110% behind you, bro. Yeah, that's, bro, I, I completely agree. I could completely agree. But there's one thing, as you said, there's one thing acknowledging the matrix and, and that. And I'm not saying the matrix is in like the most cliche way possible for anyone listening that don't understand. I'm saying the matrix is the fact that you wake up at least five days out of the seven that has been humanly calculated mm. in our week, going to work for 40 hours a week. And half, I say more than half of the people probably listening yeah. or, or that will listen don't enjoy their job. That links in exactly to what we were just talking about because... Like you said, you're waking up five out of seven days a week. So five sevenths of your life is being dedicated to a job, which more times I, more times than not is going to be somewhere involved in building someone else's dream. Of course, and, and then even you, then, then even you go then, the school system that legally you have to be in, because quite frankly, if I didn't go to school when I was young, my mum was going to be. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah, go to school exactly, when you were young. Exactly. One of your parents exactly. was going to get arrested for it. Exactly. And then well, we go I to these same schools, mind. and then the schools are telling us, "Yeah, when you grow up, you're going to be a great employee one day." Well, you're going to yeah, be a great worker then. for some company one day. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? It's all messed up. The system that we live in right now, people call it the matrix. I just call it the culture that we live in because quite frankly... Yeah, the society, bro. Yeah, quite it's, frankly. It's based on money. Exactly. Our, our, Whether you like it or not. The matrix. I feel like being from, being from, being from the, the Eastern world, coming from Nigeria, I feel like their matrix is completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, even then, to a certain degree, I feel like there's still very financially um inclined and and like still like chasing the dollar but then even because because to be like that it's like even i just i just called someone who who was i was trying to ask for help for jobs Mm. and she said okay so what's the plan now and i said to her i was like obviously i'm training to become a yoga teacher and to teach meditation so i want to go down that route and she was like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to get jobs like that. And I was like, I know. And she was like, um, what about your trade now? Like an electrician. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And she was like, but why? And I was like, I don't enjoy it. And she was like, yeah, but you've got to pay the bills. Mm. And I was like, mm. okay. But... And, and, see, and that's the thing, like, especially where I'm trying to learn how, like, you know me, so I, you know that long-term career-wise, if anything, I want to be a financial advisor. And yeah. if there's one thing I've learned in this whole career in trying to be a financial advisor, the approach and the respect that you have for money is so critical into how your life is going to live, pan out. Yeah, really, financial literacy. Words of Josiah. Yeah, and, because Josiah talks about it. Yeah, facts. Shout out <laughs> and, but the thing about money is, because it's a means of exchange, more often than not, that's going to be the only real connection you have between yourself and our people in society. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go to a shop yeah. right now, we don't live in a barter system where you can walk into the shop and say, no, no, no. It's a guy in Tesco, right, cool, I'm a carpenter. You lot said fruit and veg. I'm gonna build all of your shelves, and you give me fruit and veg for the rest. Yeah, but that's right. how that's how humans are supposed to be, bro. In a nutshell, I know you obviously because your career wouldn't exist if it was for that. Yeah. But when you actually look to the true, natural core of human being existence, we are just supposed to be here to 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 vibe basically to like to obviously survive, but 
the the complications that humans have created. So, so where do you think where do you think we fell out of love with that? Where do you think we 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 stopped that relationship to, as human beings and kind of disconnected from the world? Bro, there's n- numerous things. So, we definitely got to disconnect from our sort of primitive nature when currency was introduced, and I'm not talking about like money. I'm talking about where people just added value to things. Mm. So, like I mean, back in the day, it but, used to be stones. You, back in the day, it used to be stones, bro. But can you really say that adding value to things is an issue? Because realistically, as human resources, no, no, you can add value. You can, add value, you can add value to a core skill set, like you just said, and you and you can add value to certain characteristics, right. because obviously that's but that's survival. That's survival of the fittest. That's going back to to Neanderthals that, are, that eventually are, are humans. The, the fittest ones survived because they were the smartest and the most intelligent or they had something to offer. The dumb ones that weren't able to do anything didn't. But nowadays... See, it's funny you say that because if you ask me, one of the greatest problems in our society is that we look to leaders too much. And yeah, don't but get me no, wrong, we need leaders, but why can't everyone aspire to be a leader? You get what I'm saying? No, like, because we're all our own leader, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. Being a spiritual person in a capitalist world is so difficult because, yeah. I, See, now you've triggered, now you've triggered me because I don't even believe we live in a capitalist world. No, you, come on, man. How can you, you can't look around come and say, on. you can't look around. If you really f- study the, the key principles of capitalism, and I'm talking about free market movement, private property rights, private ownership rights, you cannot look around and say we live in a truly capitalist world. Bro, if, if we, maybe if we maybe do. we don't. If we, maybe we don't, maybe. but the people running the world do. Yeah, but if if the people running the world do, and we're living, under, we're under them. That means we're not. That means we're not living in a capitalist world. We're living in their world. So right now, yeah, we're and their world, world is capitalist. Yeah, no, their world is capitalist. Our world isn't. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, but that's like saying <clears throat> that's like saying. All right, let me put this, um, let's break it down even further. Yeah, if we take the nuclear household, yeah. Let's let's just be real, and this is how it is when you're a kid. Yeah. Stop looking for a black leader. The fall of Kemet. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, but I'm getting distracted by the comments in it. If you look at, yeah, if you look at a household, when you're a kid, and I'm talking below the age of 15, 14, 13 years old, there's different rules in your household for how you act and how your parents act. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Your parents are living in a particular world, and even though you're sharing that world with them. You're not living in this. Uh, okay, okay, you know okay. Saying? Yeah. So if we're talking about the Rothschild family, though, we're talking about central banking, the head of the head of the World Bank, and people like yeah, yeah, they're living in a capitalist society because everything they do is based on I own this, you own that. How can we exchange for it somehow? You got what I'm saying? Yeah. But everyone that's living under their systems is not living in a capitalist society. Like, and I'm not even saying we're not living in a capitalist society. Like, oh, we're all moaning about the problems we have, but sometimes we need to be more grateful. We live in a free healthcare system, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's yeah. in England. Uh, and as much as I don't like the situation I'm in or the area I'm in, we are a lot better off than a lot of people. So bro, I, I look at some people in the hood, like especially like Enfield, all of that, like Enfield Lock, not Winchmore Hill or anything like that. And I'm, yeah, no, know, that's not that's yeah. not Enfield. <laughs> bro, I look at people like, oh yeah, the government's out to get us. Everything's designed against us, and I'm like, blood. If you got but right they, now because of some stupidness that you and your friends got into, you're gonna go to a free hospital and get fixed for free. Some kid in the yeah. outside of Chicago, he can't say that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't. But even, you, know, you can't turn around and tell me, "Oh, we live in a capitalist world." 
Like, no, nah, bro, we don't. Because there's certain things that you can do that even when it gets out of your control, you can still control it to an extent. Capitalism, to a certain degree. You're controlling something to a certain degree, bro. But, but I'm saying, bro, that's, that's, if anything, that's a lack of control. But capitalism is all about control. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a capitalist, I'm saying, cool, this is mine. I've got control over it. You can't take that away from me. Once you start, once you take away that, that little ounce of, cool, this is my private property and I own it, you've automatically left capitalism. Once, to be honest, once you have a government system in place, you can't talk about capitalism no more. Yeah, but our government isn't a democracy, bro. What would you call it? A shit show. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, cool. Now, because people won't know this because obviously you're behind the screen, but you're, I hate to even bring race into this, but you're a white lad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're a proper lad from their bits. Why? What makes you look at your government and say, nah, this is a mess? Fam, honestly, because you know the area I've grown up in, I've grown up in Enfield. Yeah. I've grown up, and as you said, not Winchmore or anywhere like that. <laughs> I've grown up in real Enfield, EM3, oh. in an area that's not the worst, but it's not the best. Shout out to Free, by the way, man. Shout out to Free. And like, fam, just there are it, it does sound cliche bro but but there there are opportunities out there yeah for us to obtain yeah but then again that's going back to the point of these are the opportunities given to us by people above us who want us to work for them we are not taught from a young age that create your own opportunity do you know what i'm saying yeah, cool. make your own make your own sense of fulfillment and that's going back to my point being a spiritual person, and I'm not saying spiritual as in the cliche like, oh, meditate and yoga, even though that's what I'm on. I'm saying spiritual in a sense that you have a higher connection and you believe in, in a greater purpose and you have a sense of the divine and the inner consciousness. Right. It's hard to to be like that whilst living in a society like this because you 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 have to show gratitude and you have to to, to be grateful and you and you want to live an honest life and and for, have a sense of fulfillment and 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 basically honor your your internal sort of consciousness and, and what you know is right and what you want to do and follow you, your path. It's funny you even saying that, yeah, because but you can't. Because you have to. You have to. Like for example, one of my boys has just jumped into my life. This is my guy. Like we played in the same basketball circuits growing up, but more or less we were rivals. He played for a team, but down in Peckham, obviously you know me. I played in Harringay because we're from North. And yeah. I look at like, for example, someone like him, or someone that took the same journey as myself, or even my other brethren, Austin, that's just checked in from states now. And I'm deep. Like we all went into the NCAA basketball system, right? Yeah. Which obviously, if you know anything about basketball, you know anything about NCAA. You touch the NCAA, you kind of reach the pinnacle for amateur sports, like academy. Yeah, no, level. yeah, yeah, big up. Yeah, academy youth level, that's kind of the top, innit? And I've deeped it, bro. I just played four years in NCAA. My school played on games that was in ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can... Yeah, yeah, big thing. We competed with Princeton, Ivy League schools. You get what I'm saying? Bruv, yeah, big thing. Not a single one of the players on either team got a single penny for playing in that game, bro. A lot of money yeah. was generated. So how far, do you, how far can you really take the gratitude thing? Because it, it gets... We have to turn around and say, right, forget the gratitude. Right now, you're taking me for a, a like a bro. You know what I'm saying, before, but fam, this is what, when I when I reminisce and I meditate and I and I think about all of the things that how I used to be, like before I say started on this journey of of, of who I am. Yeah, yeah. 
um, like the new me, if, if you just put it in layman's terms, bro, I, w- I was a signed model. I was going, I had a London Fashion Week presentation for a designer. I was on Vogue and GQ and all of these fashion I remember seeing you on that cover when you had a long day. Bro, yeah, bro. I was on all of these outlets. I got paid £100 for the hour. These designers are earning thousands of pounds. I still had to bump the train home. (laughs) I had to wait for the invoice. I didn't have enough money to even tap my oyster. Do you know what I'm saying? I've got... I've got all kind of messaging me saying, yeah, bro, you're hard. I just see you on this. I saw you at the after party. These, you These times, um, bro, I've got I've got um, limited edition Converse trainers that have been given to me by this fashion designer and obviously a £100 invoice. Bro, I'm still going back to the hood. I'm still going back with no money. I'm still going back with my mum working two jobs. I'm still going back with just me and my mum and my sister in the house. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So... But that's that as as a as a person, as 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 I said, as a spiritual person, whether you're Christian or whatever, or even if you're if you're an atheist and you just have a gratitude for being a living being, bro, it's hard, as you said, it's hard to find gratitude, but you just have to be grateful for the because without these experiences, it wouldn't have shaped how I think and feel about it. And for me personally, the most important thing is all of it adds up to your human capital, like and what I mean by human capital is what your actual self-worth is. And not your self-worth is in what a company might pay you if you get a job there, or your self-worth is in what you might demand for a job. Your self-worth is in how you... What you have to offer. Exactly. What do you have to offer? What are you bringing to the table? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, yeah. Like, I know for me personally, there wasn't that much difference when I started uni and when I ended uni in terms of my basketball career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But realistically, what it brought to me was... I was now aware of what I was capable of. Whereas when yeah. I started out, I didn't have a clue what I was capable of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, because it had to reveal my human capital to me step by step in it. Yeah. And bro, you find them things in the harshest of settings. So for you, would you say yours was going to uni? I would say just traveling in general, because like, you know me, I, before the uni thing, internationally, I was kind of still doing this basketball thing. I was in Europe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was on the English national team. So yeah. just for the fact that my scope of life was broadened past ends, I had to I had to realise certain things from a young age, like you can't be <laughs> shout out Brian, you can't really be sitting there thinking to yourself, All right, cool, I'm this brother from ends, and because I'm from ends, I'm taking ends everywhere I go. No, 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 no. It gets no, to no. a point where you have to wake up and say, All right, cool, I'm this brother from ends and I've seen the world. So what am I now gonna show ends that they didn't see before? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's what that's whether whether you're doing it with that thing, and that's like with me. But what I'm trying to do with like meditation and yoga, like because obviously, bro, in Amphalan Village, like some of the things I've seen and the trauma that I experienced is horrible. So obviously, my coping mechanisms was smoking weed, um, doing bad things on the street, hanging around with the wrong people. As I said, like my best friends in jail, like for 16 years now. But like my coping mechanisms were all negative. So I had to think and relearn this information and say, wait, how can I show that there are positive coping mechanisms out there? And what can I show that you're ready? Huh? You got a question whenever you're ready. Cool, cool. And I, yeah, basically, I just wanted to say that like, I just wanted to show the end something that they've never seen before. And something that can actually... right, you know, like, let yeah. me lead on right there. So someone asked, have you destroyed your ego? Nick, if that's the case. Me personally? Yeah. I... 
No, because if I destroy anyway, my ego for you, even answer, I don't think you can personally. I don't think you can destroy your ego. Like you can, you can diminish exactly. it massively. But I feel like having being a human and having that sense of human consciousness and having that outer shell, you will always. I don't want to say always, but you will undoubtedly have an ego for a very long time. You're almost to an extent destroying what makes you you. You get me. Yeah, to a certain degree. But I feel like there are def- there have definitely been situations, especially within the past few years, like obviously I suffered when I suffered from de- severe depression when I was suicidal or got diagnosed with it or was on medication. Mm. That was obviously because I used to be such an arrogant, cocky wanker, basically. <laughs> that was definitely the first. That was my ego being diminished, one, um, unwillingly because depression just sprang up on me. And secondly, without me really knowing and having this like, conscious knowledge of, and being aware right, of it. So you say but, your ego got destroyed unwillingly or inevitably? Because realistically, if, if it's coming anyway, if whether you're willing or not, there's nothing you can do about it apart from faith. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So so it was... the, the is, Bro, depression just fucking smacked me in the face, innit? And, and that's what I'm saying. I weren't aware that this is where it was. Because I, I was even talking to my mum earlier and saying, like... I have. I'm only just learning who I am now. Now, because what I used to be after you suffer from depression, See, but this you, and this you, is what I'm saying, and you, this is why I think so many people, especially in our generation, fall into cycles of depression so early. Because, bruv, especially in this, again, I'm a shout out because now there's new people in the chat. If you haven't seen the social dilemma on Netflix, go check that out. Yeah, definitely. We're, like, for example, us specifically, 22, 23 years old. The average yeah. human being lives to 75. So realistically, yeah. on average, we haven't even lived up to a third of our life yet. No. But of course, we're just figuring out certain stuff about ourselves. Of course, bro. Of course, we're still finding out new things about ourselves that we didn't know before. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think the issue is no. people think, and again, and this is the issue with the school system, people think if... I've got to have it figured out by 18. Not even 18. If by the time I'm 21 and I should have finished uni, I don't have a plan for what I'm going to do with my life, then it's over. Okay, it's over. yeah, yeah. It's not Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of billionaires out there who didn't start moving until they were 22. Bro, Jay Z didn't start music properly till he was 22 years old. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bezos at 34 yeah. or 28 or everything. he's making mixtapes and that, but his music career didn't really take off till he was. 22. Yeah, no, of course. Man's a billionaire at 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro, Hakeem Olajuwon. One of the I don't even know. I said it like that because he's Nigerian. His name is Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, man started playing basketball when he was 16 years old, bro. He was yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I was a seven-two goalkeeper, bro. Imagine, imagine you're, <laughs> imagine you're in the middle of the field. You look up at that be like you, that be like there, you. Bro. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're yeah. playing the wrong sport. Switched to basketball at 16. By the time he was ni- uh, 20, he was in the NBA. You get what I'm saying? Like in this life you're living, you can't let no one pressure you into thinking that you need to have it together. No, that's like the ASAP Rocky thing. When it's like, um, since when is it cool not to, to uh, not to try? Bro, so when is it, so when is it not cool to try? But people are just scared of trying, bro. Because as I said, it's not that. It's exactly first time. People are like, people are scared of trying because it's cool to not try. Like, and people are scared of being themselves, bro. Without a doubt. Like my boy, just even me, bro. You know me around some of them. That is facts. Like people, and and that's the thing. Like people don't want to run marathons. Like, and this isn't even hypothetically, or yeah, this isn't even hypothetically speaking. This is realistically. You're not going to meet that yeah, many. no one wants to do the hard work. Exactly. Wake up and think, cool, I'm going to bust up 26 miles today. You know what I'm saying? No. Bro, what do I do What do I do when I link you and Kyle? What do I always have with me? My yeah, you match work. Always. Even if we're chilling, 
even if we're chilling, I'm always, always, always writing. Always. One of the questions I just got is, how do you deal with feeling like success is leaving you behind? You know what, yeah? And this is... It depends on your definition of success. One, it depends on your definition of success, but to give it... Because that was a pretty general question, Mike, you got to come better than that. I'm going to give a very general answer. Again, this is just from my financial experience. Now, anyone who's... you lot, and I'm, When I say... Cause I'm about to say the word trading. And when I say trading, I don't mean all of them guys on Instagram who are trying to finesse you to buy one of their trading packages so that you can jump onto their pyramid scheme. I'm talking about actually investing. Like I'm talking about downloading your own platform, investing your own money. Yeah, so Brian, I'm about to lead into that. I'm talking about downloading your own platform, investing your own money, and actually playing with that and seeing what kind of returns you can get on that. Yeah. There's hmm. something that people call the, like FOMOs, the fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you have the fear of missing out, what you've done is play yourself for everything that you could actually possibly get. Now your opportunity yeah. cost has gone from looking to achieve this certain goal to looking to minimize the loss from another goal. And you can't do that. That's that's exactly how you play yourself. You can't you can't think about leaving success behind. Or you, once you think about leaving success behind, you've automatically stuck yourself in the past. You've got to think about moving forward. Yeah, that's yeah. mindfulness, bro. Yeah. Literally living in the present. Once it's in the past, you can't change that. You've got to focus yeah, on that. And, and, to be honest, right. every successful person, the, 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 fuck the definition of success. The, it, it can it can change individually, in, like, individually, but every successful person, no matter what their definition of success is, lives in the Bro, present. They're doing Michael something just, now. He just tweeted, well, he didn't tweet, he just posted something that Philadelphia 76ers were saying for a long time, even though they haven't won. Well, you've got to trust the process. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah, you, definitely. if you're doing something and you don't trust what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. You need to find something that you actually trust yourself to do and bang that out and work at that. One, because you're not even definitely. Gonna... One sec, one sec. Hurry up. <laughs> What's that little pup in the background? <laughs> What's his name? Hold on, everyone. Tommy's just dealing with a little dog. Shout out everyone who's tuned into this interactive as well. ID, I see you. Success isn't going anywhere. It's down to your definition and what you're willing to do to achieve it. Yeah, that's facts. That's something Tommy was talking on. That's something Tommy was like. Again, and this is something RIP Nipsey Hustle, man. I miss him so much. Not even for his music. Obviously, like, I loved all the sorting tapes. I loved um, Victory Lap. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing Nipsey brought to this world was his business experience. Cause my, I remember at the end of Mustard's tape where my man told us straight up, it wasn't even rapping, he was just talking. And he was like, the only real difference between him and everyone else that's doing what they're doing is that he went through every single emotion trying to achieve what he eventually got to. And that's when you eventually realise that you're in love with something. Where Evan here, he, like, he can speak to it firsthand. I didn't, when I first got to the US and I was playing basketball, I was only really playing basketball because I felt like I had to to get through uni. I didn't realise I love basketball till I had bad times. You know what I mean? Tommy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, and I'm sure that's the same with everyone. You're not going to realise how much you love something until you go through it when things are good and bad. And that's why I love, like, marriage vows in it. As much as I hate the conventional idea of marriages and relationships, I love marriage vows in it because they tell you you have to be with this person for better or for worse. That's not something you can say if you don't love the person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not a vow you can just make willy-nilly, like... You can promise, you can give a girl a promise ring, nearly, nearly. You can 
ask a girl to be your girlfriend willy nilly, but you can't tell someone I would love you for better or worse and not mean that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta see the light in the dark kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's true, but I feel like that's like that's like with going back to like my job, man. Like that's how I know that I definitely want to do like the yoga meditation thing because I definitely know that it ain't what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because I because I hate it, bro. And, like, there's not a sense of fulfillment there. But when you say yoga and meditation, like what brought you into that, and what's making you want to share that with people? Definitely because I suffered with my mental health and the only thing that like stopped me from thinking in suicidally basically was to change the way I'm thinking literally and it like I can't not believe in it if it works for me don't get too deep if you don't want to but what kind of signs did you see that told you right cool I think my mental health is something I need to start taking more seriously or my mental health starts to deteriorate because obviously like like we were just talking about if you've got a crazy person and they tell you people are talking to me, you're thinking, oh, this guy's hearing stuff. The crazy person genuinely thinks that's just reality. So if you're getting depressed yeah. and all of a sudden you don't have motivation to do stuff and you don't want to get out of bed in the morning and all you're doing is sleeping and crying and you're very emotional and irrational and unstable, you're not thinking that that's a problem. You're just thinking that's reality. So what, what yeah. made you say, all right, cool, I need to start taking this seriously and patting it up? Um, bro, when I... Because obviously I've I've always been very sensitive and very emotional, mm. and I knew something was wrong when I just wasn't feeling anything. No, you wasn't feeling and anything, like you. As in, literally, bro, I could see a beautiful woman, not feel anything. I could, bro, any any emotion whatsoever, happiness, sadness, anything, I couldn't feel it. Couldn't feel anything for the life of me. As hard as I tried, I mean, some people um, some people might look at that as a good thing and say emotion calm you're not no. worried about nothing no bro it's not that i wasn't worried about anything it's like i couldn't i couldn't express the ability anything. to worry about it. no I, I, even if i wanted to uh, I, I couldn't i see what the issue is. and then bro like as as you said bro like i wasn't leaving my bed my hygiene was lacking i was just upset low didn't want to do anything i um a lot of my friendships um I I lost contact with a lot of my good friends who luckily I I rekindled some like recently. Mm. Obviously with like with 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 people that we both know and we're both friends yeah. with now. But like it was just some bro, like I just wanted to be alone. Like I didn't want help, I didn't want anyone to offer me an answer or whatever, but I got to the point where they got so bad where obviously I was suicidal. And I was even to the point where I was standing at the train station, I'd have to have my back against the the wall at the train station because I didn't trust myself to not to not commit suicide, basically. And then after that, I just thought the one per- the one reason why I didn't, bro, is my mum. Without a doubt, because my mum's gone through shit, bro. You get what I'm trying to say? So I was like, if my mum can get through it and still look after me, I'm not going to be out here doing fucking committing suicide when my mum's gone through all of this stuff whilst looking after me and my little sister and she's still here like I don't think, I don't think personally I don't think women get enough respect for doing our no societies isn't it I think no way like just the role that women play and obviously we live in a patriarchy and that's and I'm not even here to fight the feminist cause if anyone knows me knows I'm not doing all that 
Go with that feminist team. Keep it to yourself. I don't care about it. <laughs> but my issue with the feminist movement is I feel like a lot of the women who actually deserve respect are undermined because the things that women do on a daily basis, me personally, as a grown man right now, you ask me to do them things, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about yeah, yeah. things that stereotypically women are like we like, and I'll say as we get to this like more postmodernist movement like era of time, and you're getting women saying, "Why should women have to stay in the house and look after their kids? Why should women have to be the ones to cook and clean?" I'm not saying women should have to be the ones to cook and clean, but I will tell you this now: in the house I grew up with, I'm a lot happier that my mum raised us than my dad. Oh, without Bro, I am a lot happier living with my mum and spending and the fact that I was raised single-handedly by my mum than if roles were reversed and I had to be raised single-handedly by my dad. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like women don't get enough respect for sticking with those stereotypes and doing the jobs that no one else is going to do or no one else is being asked to do. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. If they want to do that and, and they're up for doing that, then fine. But there are also women who... So everyone is joining in, by the way. States in the UK, I see you all in it. Mad love. It's one of them where, like, bro, even if they don't want to do them stereotypes and it, and it just works for them doing what they do, then do it. But there's not always, it's not always an argument. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's not always, oh, but, but like, but like, why, why should I have to do this? Why should I do that? It goes down to the root of like, do what you want. And it's like you said, bro. See, and this is my my mum. I've raised I, my mum raised me, bro, from five. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? From five years old. If my dad raised me from five, I would have been on roads, bro. I don't know what I would be doing, bro, yeah. but I know I know my morals and my ethics would be completely. And this fucking is my main issue with with the black community flipped. around the world, and I'm talking black British people, African Americans like native black people with my home in Nigeria, black people that live in Jamaica till today. This is my issue with the nuclear setup of our family homes, isn't it? More time, we're not holding accountability for the fact that if we told our dads to stay home and teach and raise our sons to be the way that they are, a lot, like the way our generation of sons would be, would be even worse. Like us living right now, we'll be done for. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, Do you think about it this way, yeah. Because again, just because of the way our parents' generation was raised, we look to our parents' generation as cool. Mum is the one that, even if your mum does work, she's the one that looks after the home and makes sure everything's like good and crisp at home. Your dad is the provider and the protector. Mm. He's the one that goes out, leaves everyone behind and makes sure everything externally is looked after, innit? If we said to yeah. our dads, cool, it's now your job to make sure your sons do the same thing. And it wasn't a thing where, like, for example, I don't necessarily see the pressure on myself to be the protector and provider for my family because I've witnessed a family in which a woman has been very well and finished her job as a protector and provider and raised three grown men. I'm saying. Yeah, same here. Like, yeah, with my mom. If you're telling men now, cool, you need to teach your sons to do that. I think we're going to have bigger issues because what you're really saying is, men, you need to teach your sons how to detach from their families. And oh, if you're okay. telling young, if you're telling dads now, you need to teach your sons detach. But what's the difference? What's the difference with a man doing it and a Between woman doing, doing what? Between detaching from the family, because you said you you grew up in a household where your mum. That's what I'm saying. That. My mum did it without detaching from the family. My mum went to. So why can't? So why can't men? Because stereotypically, well? men aren't expected to. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, yeah, but for example, for example, like we were saying before, I watch my mum wake up at seven a.m. 
go work as a teacher, come back, cook, make sure all my homework was done, make sure my all my brother's homework was done, check all of our planners. You remember when teachers make, like, you have to... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. checked all of our planners for me. I used to fool that <laughs> shit, boy. <laughs> like she checked it like from me all the way in primary to my brother all the way in college at the time sixth form at the time and then she's putting us all to sleep and making sure the next day we're running again and we're on point again like yeah that must be bro, tiring was, bro I know but there are Even that's, that's child, what I'm saying bro that's why you know what I'm saying that, yeah I hear you but that's why bro I'm not gonna lie that's why I don't necessarily agree with the, the stereotype bro because I know some don't get me wrong I'm not going to lie. I know way more people whose mum has raised them, whether they be white, black, Asian, green, mm. whatever. But there are men out there that but, do. I that mean, as well, it's, it's just funny that you've even said this now because someone that's just checked in, uh, Andrea Borland, she's a woman's, she's a basketball coach, period, but she's a woman. And what she does right now in the men's game, there's very few people I've seen do that historically and stick out their role. You get what I'm saying? Like, and Andrea, yeah. like, I'm not even going to, again, I'm not here to put people's personal business out there. Andrea's been through some stuff and fought some stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like, even stuff that I'm watching from States and I'm looking at Andrea and I'm like, right, like, she, you're telling me all, like, you know, when you hear about someone's story and then you come back and you're like, so I'm coming back and I'm looking at her for the first time, like, right, you're telling me she did all of that. And she's still here fighting the cause. Like, yeah. when we have women like that in our society, doing what men are doing at a high level, when you start saying, all right, cool, women shouldn't have to stereotypically do what women are expected to stereotypically do. We need to look at that and say, if they're going to do bro, it, let them do it. Because more time, that's when we've seen mm. the greatest of women do the greatest of things. You know? Yeah, but that's what I was just about to say, yeah. And I don't want to sound like an ass. This is the rule. You can't sound like an you... No, I know. But do you feel like then women who do them sort of things are praised more than men like on the, the like because because women women that do normal things right. yeah or or like the day-to-day things that are deemed normal i feel what i feel what yeah i feel what underappreciated but then i feel like women that do great things and maybe have gone through hardships and that and come out the other side and have like a, a real story and a real proper thing like, I feel that they may be that right there more than is men. my problem of the masses. Like, if I, let's switch it up completely, innit? Let's switch up. Like, let's take it from gender roles. Let's, let's make it a race thing in, if you look at hip-hop, for example. Someone like Eminem, in my okay. opinion, is one of the most overrated rappers of all time, purely because he's in <laughs> doing what he did as a white guy. If Eminem yeah. had my skin complexion, okay. no one would care that much. He would be Buster Rhymes. Realistically. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Realistically, if Eminem would like he would bust the ranks, there's a lot of women who do things and literally because they decided that they just wanted to challenge the norm, we're celebrating them just for challenging the norm. When realistically we should oh, there isn't that anyway. We should be looking at reality of the situation yeah. was what they did. It just you is what I'm saying. Them for doing yeah, what they yeah. did in their right. I think, yeah, and in my opinion, that's one of the problems in the masses, like, because everyone is so engaged in, oh, this is what regularly happens, when someone does something different, that like, realistically, we should be looking to normalise, we're like, oh, this is amazing. It's like... Yeah, but, yeah, but that's that's exactly what I'm saying, but, like, 
but but anyone can do it. It doesn't matter if you're a man or woman or white or black or or whatever. If if you've done it, don't you deserve all the props for something that deserves props? But like, it it don't matter it, who you are, really. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying if you're uh rich, like Donald Trump, for example. Oh, right. People say he's made his fortune or whatever. He got he got a small loan of a million dollars. If 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 someone a young black boy from Enfield created that amount of wealth, then don't get me wrong. Fucking props to my man. Do you get what I'm saying? Over someone See, like Trump. Is, a shout out lines on this one. Where were all crabs in a bucket? If a young black boy from Enfield amassed a million dollars as startup capital for a loan, all the men in the hood would, their first reaction would be to try suck it out of him. Well, it's not happened yet, but I... I, I the majority of the mindset of the people in the area that we live in, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and and I think, but even me, even if I amassed a million dollars, being a young white guy from Enfield, I think people would still. I think people would. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, bro, I'm not me, talking bro. about like I'm only saying young black boy because you said young black boy. If you're a young male from Enfield or or South yeah. Kilburn or Halsden or yeah. Peckham or Brixton, chances are exactly deprived chances are if you're in the hood. Man, them in the hood are going to try and expect you to take care of them. That's just the reality of the situation. Mm. Someone like Donald Trump yeah. can get away with a small loan of a million dollars because his friends, and this is just, and this is how it takes a, it kind of takes it onto another point in it with the relearning information. Because you see people that live in that elite level upper echelon of society, when they're thinking about it, mm. they're thinking of it as, cool, if Donald Trump's got a million, I need to go secure my thing so I'm not trailing. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in the hood, I feel like yeah. the mindset is, cool, if he's got a million, let me go be friends with him so I can get at least a little piece of his. You know what I'm saying? People, exactly. We need to start relearning that because, quite frankly, I think it's what's holding us back the most in those kind of communities. Because, like, for example, I know personally, I live in a community where a brother can graduate uni tomorrow and be on a job. Like a brother from the hood, like a brother whose average family income beforehand was 20000 a year dollars, pounds, whatever you want. He can go to uni, graduate, yeah. and be in a job that's 60,000 a year. His family's not going to say to him, cool, take your 60,000, go get a and go, They're going to say, go cool, you've got 60 yeah. racks a year. Come look up now. Now you're Give the primary income owner. Yeah. I'm getting all types of phone calls, bro. Yeah. For real? Hold on, let me see what this is. <laughs> Hello? I'm good, thank you. How's it going? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, Tolu, uh, I'm just ringing to let you know. Oh, thank you very much. I wanted to, 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 to take it off speaker. <laughs> Them paranoid phone calls there. I got a job, bro. Hold on. No way. That's no, it. she didn't. It's mad that this is really going on in the first step. Yeah, I know. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The high vibration, vibration of the pod is just bringing me blessings. Trust. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No problem. Yeah. As soon as I've done that, I'll shoot you a text and let you know it's been done. 
All right, thank you very much. Take care. Bye. So what's I it saying? You Manifesting, bro. So you That's real. Unrelatable. And raw. And raw. We are out of here. Check Thanks out for listening. We'll be back next time. We'll be back next time with another amazing yes, conversation. So, yes. peace. Man's about to start working like the next week and a half, bro. Yeah, man. You got a job? You know, I, I don't even want to talk energies. too tough on the platform, but yeah, man. Yeah, no, nah, we'll, we'll talk. Thank that you, is man. the high vibrational energy that the raw pod offers. Yeah, nice. Let me brush my hair and jump on that. <laughs> bro, I feel like that's I feel that's, like that's weird. a great a great I feel like that's a great place. You want to end it there? <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like that's that's that's. It's just mad because we started this off talking about jobs and how, and how I've lost mine and it's and mad how and how we're.